Welcome, Copsey, and lovely to see you again. And likewise, Passo. Yeah, great to be joining you. And uh, first of all, what's, what's lockdown looking like over there in Australia? Are you in Melbourne at the moment or Tasmania? Yeah, I'm in Melbourne. Um, we, we've been on stage three, which is virtual lockdown for, uh, for probably a month to six weeks. And only yesterday went back to stage two. So we're all hopeful that we're starting to come out the other side. So Melbourne's, Melbourne's or Victoria's restrictions have been tougher than anywhere else in the country. Um, but, you know, the country and the state have managed it pretty well. So, you know, we, we, we've been lucky. We've, we've had no real severe outbreaks and, yeah, hopefully, we're, um, hopefully that remains the case and we can come out the other side. But it's been a tough couple of months. And what's, what's sport looking like? Is that uh, starting to, to come back or not? Yeah, well, there's none on at the moment. Um, uh, I spent a bit of time working in the AFL as well, and there's talk that that'll recommence probably in three or four weeks' time. Uh, Rugby league looks like kicking off in about a week or two. Uh, they'll be the first two back. They'll all be played in front of no crowds. There'll probably be no crowds, I don't think, at sport here, at least until the new year. So... Um, Funny old events. They played one round of the AFL before they shut before the before everything shut down basically, and it was just yeah, it's quite weird uh, watching sport without fans. Um, and I think gave everyone a true appreciation of how important fans are to sport. So it was, um, but yeah, I think everyone would be thankful to get a bit of something back on the telly. Yeah, I think we need it, don't we? First of all, oh. can you can you believe it's now over twenty years since you joined us at uh, the the first. Um, First time we met you was obviously the, the pre-season tour to Cape Town. And that yeah. was over 20, 20 years ago. What was uh, What's your memories of that? Oh, look, I can believe it because I can actually see a little photo of myself here on the screen past. And, uh, yeah, my hair would suggest that, um, <laughs> uh, you know, with, with the amount of salt that's now rinsed into my hair, I, I do believe it. But, no, nah, look, it's – look, I just see it as one of the great sliding door moments, I suppose, of, of my life. I – it was something I didn't plan. It was really only a chance meeting with Dermot, um, Dermot Reeve that sort of got me into the space, I suppose. And, and you know, was grateful at the time and now forever grateful for the club for, for taking a punt because I was a, you know, I know I was an unknown Aussie at the time and, and to take a punt and to give me the leadership as well was, um, was a massive honour. Um, but, yeah, 20 years, mate, it's uh, time's flown. Um, but undoubtedly, mate, you know, not just myself, but Helen and the kids and everyone. We, we took some great memories away um, from the county how, ground in England. How, how much did you know about Somerset? Obviously, you've met Derm, Derm, who was coach at the time, Dermot Reeve, who was, you know, a big influence on a lot of our careers. Um, yeah. How much did you know about Somerset cricket before you joined us? I really only, I mean, the obvious, you know, the obvious. I actually thought, when, when Somerset was first mentioned, I actually perceived it as a pretty successful county because I'd always pictured it, you know, with, with that classic era, late 70s, early 80s, and the legends that sort of strode around the place. So that was about my only memory. I knew nothing of Taunton. Um, I sort of knew where it was geographically. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I had basically life in England and Somerset sold to me by Dermot, which... Um, you know he's a good salesman, and he's uh, and he and he's not a bad talker. So um, I had no idea what to expect, but no, quickly it quickly became just a wonderful second home for us. So, so, so how do you think the, mod, the modern day player would have coped with Cockroach City that we stayed in 
the facilities that we went. It was a bit of a budget tour, wasn't it? It must have been your, your first impression of county cricket must have been a little bit uh, sceptical with, with some of the facilities we had. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I was quite, I mean, I wasn't unaccustomed to that. Everything in Australia wasn't five star at that stage. So, um, and to be frank, mate, mate, that stuff never bothered me. I was, I actually feel really lucky, Pass. I, I mean, the, the longer I'm retired and the more I have to do with the current day cricketers, the more, I guess, lucky I feel that I honestly never ever played a game of cricket, which I, I didn't really look forward to, you know, where I, I was lucky enough to never ever turn up for a day of cricket, probably other, other than my last one, where I just didn't look forward to what the day had in store. And it was, you know, cricket to me was a great love. And that, you know, the opportunity to do it in England uh, became for me ultimately, you know, my international cricket, I suppose, what, what international cricket didn't provide for me. So it was a, it was a new fans, a new group, new, new bunch of fans, new bunch of teammates and, you know, a, a new competition to try and impress and, and lead. And it actually brought, you know, probably brought the best out of me. So I think, you know, when you speak to a lot of ex-players, they do talk about the fans in Taunton and, and the big occasions with a the, with the packed, packed ground at Taunton. We were lucky enough to play a number of quarterfinals and semifinals over your term um, yeah. in Taunton. Um, I mean, first year you were with us, 99. Surrey, Surrey, all-star Surrey side came and played in a semi-final, um, which was probably the first one we'd had in a, in a number of years. Yeah, went home with their, ta- their brown tails between their legs passed from memory, which was um, obviously a great memory because, look, uh, there are a few greater places than, I mean, I guess a full Lords was hard to beat, but um, the couple of times we experienced that, but certainly a full county ground was, uh, it was just a fabulous place to play. I think, you know, I, I do say, mate, how lucky I could have probably landed in a couple of spots, but the fact that I landed at Somerset, um, for me, again, I feel really grateful because I think our fans were as good as any. They're a very loyal bunch. They're obviously a bit success-starved, but um, you wouldn't know it talking to them. They were just a very loyal, sincere, uh, grateful bunch of fans who really loved the game. So I I grew to love them. That was... um, uh, And, mate... People don't quite understand, but playing cricket, playing first-class cricket in Australia, you play in front of virtually no fans um, of very, very small numbers. So to have even a county crowd of, you know, 1,500 people was was fabulous because they're all, you know, pretty regular bunch who you got to know most of them over time um, and you just knew that they loved the game. So it was, yeah, it was a great experience. So I know you said you said earlier that you're not you can't really remember an awful lot about those games, but surely you've got a little bit of a memory of the Surrey semi-final with a hundred um, to get us through to our first Lords Lords final for I think it was sixteen seventeen years or something like that. So um, you know that was a fantastic occasion for for Somerset and and you personally as well in your first year with us. Yeah, it was, and I didn't quite look. It was probably to be honest, mate, as bad as well as I ever played. I think that day, um, but. I didn't, what I didn't understand and didn't appreciate was the enormity of what the moment, I guess, meant to the county. And, and that's, you know, you can you hear people talk about, we haven't been to Lords for 15 years and whatever it was, and they go, well, that's, you know, that, that, that's, that's good. We'll get to go to Lords. But in the time leading up to the final, you got a real appreciation of what that meant to a lot of people. And, you know, even though we didn't win the day, I think that, you know, the Southwest final uh, in 99 was a pretty awesome you know, it was a pretty awesome occasion um, to have the ground uh, chanting. It was great. I mean, it wasn't as good as the year after, but, oh, sorry, 2001. But um, but I think to go back to Lords, um, 
you know, it, it was a wonderful honour. I mean, to actually lead the county back to Lords and, and, and for everyone to sort of have that experience, uh, albeit uh, didn't turn out the best, um, was, was a real highlight, certainly in my first year. Yeah, I remember the stand-up of your West Country, wasn't it? About 30,000 of them all stood up um, <laughs> around each side of Lords with, with the Gloucester final in 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, I think hindsight's a wonderful thing, Parson. I've got no doubt, you know, we hit a Gloucester team at that stage who were, I mean, they were the one-day kings of England at that stage. And, you know, they won probably two or three other trophies around the same time and probably one or two even before we played them at Lords. And I... I reckon we might have slightly underestimated their game style and how effective it was. And I, I still think on paper we had a better team, but but they had a wonderful game plan, had been to the big stage, I reckon, only a few weeks earlier and won uh, another trophy. So, you know, that that was maybe slightly underestimated by us, um, the fact that they'd been there and succeeded. But, you know, again, a great experience, um, disappointing outcome, but... Um, Fortunately, we had a chance to redeem ourselves. Yeah, so, so rolling, rolling forward two years to, to 2001, been a, been a great cup run. Um, different players getting man of the match all the way along the, along the way. Warwickshire in the semi-final in Taunton, another huge turnaround when, you know, I know cricketers are superstitious, but you didn't watch much of that partnership that uh, Dutchie and Rob Turner got us home. No, I watched very little. From the balcony, uh, did you? No, I didn't. Um, and I might, one thing, as much as I've loved the game, I've loved participating in the game. I've never been a great watcher of the game. Um, it's just sort of the way I've always been. I've, I've always needed to know what's going on in a game, but I've never needed to actually sit and absorb the whole contest if I'm not playing it. But um, So that's not inconsistent, mate, with the way I actually spent most of my career. I, it, it was very rare for me to spend a whole day sitting on the balcony watching a game if I wasn't involved. It just... Um, but, mate, that was, you know, we had some wonderful semi and quarterfinal moments uh, at Taunton. That was probably about as good as any, quite frankly, as far as, you know, a, a run chase that got us over the line. In a game, I reckon we were dead for a fair amount of that game um, until that, yeah, quite extraordinary partnership. I, I must admit, Pass, I get 2001, 2002 a little bit mixed up in my memories because I remember 2002, similar, the, you know, the path to the final. I reckon you might have figured pretty prominently there was, there was a couple of extraordinary games just to, to get us to Lords again in 2002. But, um, yeah, well, there was the, the semi-final again was the Kent, the Kent game when we yeah. got 300 and lots and yeah. um, we're, we're all out of the game with, with two overs to go. And then oh. a flurry of wickets, Jono climbing over the fence to go and get cramp and Simon Francis <laughs> coming on, diving, <laughs> diving stop at mid-off and running out somebody. It was an incredible finish. Yeah, it was, a, it was a Franco, wasn't it? Simon Francis, who was, what was he, 12th man, I reckon, for the game. Dive full That's stretch, right. on, threw someone out. Um, I reckon Bully bowled, a, bull, a Matty Bullbeck bowled a really good second last over. And I reckon we, who, who bowled the last over? We had to throw the ball to someone we didn't really want to in the last over. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember. I remember Dutchie took the catch, I think, didn't he? And then the crowd just came on the field. Oh, I, was, I was trying to lead you in there, Pass. I had a bad feeling it was you, but it might have been Burnsy or someone like that. Been me, mate. You wouldn't have thrown me the ball at the death, mate. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, I know it was, it was like we actually, we, we, we spent all our petrol trying to win it before the last over. And it was almost like, well, look, we're buggered now, Burnsy. You might as well have a go. And <laughs> Yeah, Mark Elam smacked one straight to Dutchie Midwigan. It, um, it was an amazing day. Like to get 340 and 
Mate, we were never winning. Um, even with 340 on the board, we were behind the whole game and then just we won at the end. So that was almost a tale of our, um, what was it, the old C&G or the NatWest. Yeah. Um, you know, some of my fondest memories made of England were from some of those home quarters and semis, which we just had a wonderful... We, a, we had a wonderful record in um, winning the toss or whatever we had to do to get a home final but because um, we didn't play many of them away. Uh, and a pretty good record of getting there. Unfortunately, you know, that was another year where, you know, 2002, we come across a pretty rampant Matthew Elliott, which um, almost didn't get, didn't let us into the game. No, that's right. I mean, we'd, we'd be wrong of us not to talk about the 2001 final, which you described as your greatest day of your cricketing life at the time in the press. That, uh, and, you know, I'd probably ditto that as well. Um, fantastic occasion to, to come away with the trophy after after a number of years. Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Look, it was almost a perfect day. You know, we um, uh, the sun was shining, which was important because I know that used to confuse things around the toss a bit at Lords, whether you batted or bowled first. And for me, I always wanted to bat first. Um, to bat first and always be going okay. Um, and then, you know, for you and Noddy to just get us to a score which was, well, ultimately out of reach, but ultimately a good score into a great score. Um, you know, in those days, what was it? Two, what did we get? 270? 270, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, so to get 270 in those days, I mean, that was a big chase in one-day cricket. Um, but once again, mate, their tempo, you know, um, Leicester's tempo, they, were, they weren't far away for the duration of the innings, but they just kept losing. We kept getting wickets, which was the key. Um, and, mate, I've jokingly said to someone I was talking the other day, if I'd had a, had a second child, a second son, I'd have probably called him Keith. Just, <laughs> in, memory, just in memory of your efforts that day because, mate, you know, um, I'm sure you, know, you did say it's a day you never forget. Well, you should never because it was just, you know, it was your day, mate. And, um, you know, the, the county should be very proud of, of, of you and the team that day because it was... It was a very fond memory. It remains my fondest cricket memory, no doubt about it. To lift a, you know, to lift a trophy as a, you know, an overseas captain at the home of cricket, um, I, it's one of the few times in my life, mate, where I was like a giddy schoolchild. You know, I, I had no idea what I've looked it back. I've looked back over the um, the presentation speech. And it's almost embarrassing to think that's you. <laughs> like that. I mean, it was it was a really proud moment. Yeah, the club the club showed it on on the on the website the other day, and um, you know the the memories that it brought back, and um, you know the feedback from from people that obviously much younger than than, than us two that um, that hadn't seen it um, is was incredible, and it's still it's still a major day in the in the Somerset sort of history books, if you like, and um, you know it was it was a long time coming. Well, it, it, and, and to think, I actually did see a bit of that. I sort of, I watched it on Twitter where, you know, you'd get an update every five minutes or so um, until I went to bed. Um, but it was, uh, it, it did, it brought back a lot of memories because it's, you know, there's certain things of every game that you just forget. Like you just don't remember um, some of the emotion around the game. I mean, I'd forgotten you know, I'd forgotten the chef, the the Afridi catch, uh, the ball that went five miles in the air. I'd forgotten poor old Scott Boswell's over, which was you know quite infamous in the end. The poor bugger had the tournament his tournament of his life, and then had the day that sadly he'll probably never forget for the wrong reasons. So, 
You know, it, it, it was that classic final that I think defined and made um, made careers. And and unfortunately, in Bozzy's case, it probably defined it the wrong way. But um, it was a fantastic day. Really, really. Yeah, you're right. Day. They were they were right up with it all the way through runway, um, and had had some really solid players coming in at six, seven, eight, nine that could still yeah. damage us. Well, I mean, Jimmy Ormond. I reckon Jimmy Ormond hit Blackie for six into the into the pavilion. At that stage, I remember thinking, Christ, hang on. We're not Top quite tier, there. But I, and watching the... I mean, I, I, the most vivid memory I've got, it's quite funny, is... Well, it's quite strange, really. Um, was just as Jonesy was running in for the last ball, I remember this really strong feeling of, you know, hit it to me, hit it to me, hit it to me. You know, you just wanted to... You just wanted to catch it and get the game done. Um, so it was, yeah, and then fortunately, obviously, you know, I think it was Bozzy again when I had a big slog at one. Yeah, and missed it. Yeah. it was the last one, yeah. Yeah, so no, it was, no, they were very fond memories. I mean, to look at that, even even whenever it was, a few weeks ago, was, um, you know, it still makes the hair in the back of your neck stand up because I had, well, I had three goes at Lords, um, we only won one, um, and I had three goes at, Playing four-day finals here in Tassie and uh, and lost every one. So, you know, six major finals I played in during my you know domestic career. Uh, I only won one, and that was it. So, um, and to do it, as I said, to do it at Lords, to do it after messing it up two years earlier, um, to break a long drought, to do it with a team that you know we, we we'd had together for three or four or two or three years, and and built pretty well together to try and get that outcome. And I think what's underestimated past in that competition, we've had such a good run at it, but uh, the wonderful format, like you just, to have every game as a final, basically, to be, to be, to be playing um, elimination all the way through, uh, shouldn't be underestimated either. Like, you know, we spoke a couple of those semis and quarters, but um, there were some amazing games um, through all, all right. those yeah, I think, um, you know, we obviously going back, having had the 99 disappointment, but obviously we, we'd had a couple of signings as well. Richard Johnson, Keith Dutchie and Blackwell had joined us over those two years in between as well, which was obviously a, a big asset to us as well. Yeah, oh, enormous. Um, three exceptional cricketers. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, all of them had good moments in all those games. You know, Blackie had a massive game. I reckon that Kent game you're talking about, he, he got us into a space um, where, you know, we were probably heading for about a nudge over 300 and he got us to 340. So, you know, Jono's efforts, I remember Jono's efforts in the losing final against um, uh, Yorkshire, where I think he was probably the only bowler who took a wicket, but he got three yeah, or four. Bowled his heart out. Um, and Dutch, he was just, mate, you, you spoke of his... Now, him and Noddy's effort against Warwickshire, I reckon it was you and him in 2002, wasn't it, that, that actually had a partnership? Was it against Warwickshire as well or Hampshire or someone where, um, you know, it, it was another key moment in the game where we were just, we weren't winning and then suddenly we won. Um, so, yeah, no, three, three terrific cricketers. And ironically, you know, we probably, I mean, we had, I reckon our, our two big players were obviously Trez and, and Cads, who I reckon all had reasonably modest finals through all those games. So, yeah. you know, uh, effectively, yeah, you turn up for those games thinking, oh, Jesus, hope Trez, you know, if he comes off today, we'll win easy. And when he does and everyone steps up and, you know, 
Um, but to see those guys as well, who played a fair bit of international cricket, to get just as excited about winning a trophy for their for their county, I think just makes everyone else, you know, that more excited as well. Yeah, I mean, in 2002, arguably, we probably played a little bit better on a, on a sticky wicket against the Yorkies to get nearly 260, I think. But I think Vordy took Marcus, a great catch at short extra, just as Marcus was starting to go, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, and I think you're right. Um, wasn't renowned for pouching him either, Vordy, from memory. Um, <laughs> well, maybe that was just in Australia. He had a few issues. But, um, yeah, no, that's... that's Well, no, you, you've got a good memory, Pass. You, you've... Um, unless you've done your research... No, that's no, all in the mind. It's all upstairs, mate. <laughs> wasn't that those Elliot's for only game, Matthew Elliot or something in the competition? Didn't he come and replace Lehman? Uh, I don't know, but I wish but he wasn't. Wish um, he wasn't there. That's right. No, he—he, he, I mean, he's a serious player, Matty. He, um, you know, that's no secret there. He had a big Ashes tour around that time as well um, in England. But he's, um, yeah, mate, he. He's uh, uh, that's as well as I've ever seen him play. By the way, um, he, he started as a terrific long form player, uh, red ball player, and, and as his career matured, uh, became a very very good short form player as well. And that day, mate, like that was that was masterful. That that was as as good as Lehman could ever play. Um, so if he came in to replace Buff, um, he, he did an amazing job. Like he just played out of his skin. Definitely, definitely. It'd be wrong of us just to talk about the one days, though, Coxie. Obviously, the, the four days we run runner up in two thousand and one, I think, which has been copied an awful lot of times since, as you'd have seen yeah. from from afar. Um, yeah, I have seen. yeah, just just run through a few of the, the young players you saw coming through at the time, and I throw a couple of names at you: Matt Wood, Matt Fullbeck. Obviously, you played in Hildy's first, James Hildreth's first game as well. Just a, yeah. a few local lads that. Had, have done really well since. Obviously, Bully's injury was a disappointment. Yeah, it was. I mean, Bully could have been anything, mate. He, he was... Um, and I remember some of the conversations we had when he was struggling with his back. I mean, it was a really emotional time for Bully. He, his best was very, very good. Um, yeah, that was a sad... Uh, it was sad. There's no other way to do that. I mean, sport doesn't deliver many fairy tales. Sadly, that wasn't one. Um, yeah, Woody was a talented player. It didn't look like he was going to score runs all that often, but just had an exquisite timing about him. A bit like, he was a Devon lad, wasn't he, Woody? He was a bit yeah. like... Yeah, um, The other king from James Parts, Lathers, who, who had yeah. that same sort of bot hand, you know, ability just to make the ball get to the fence fast. Um, and good, you know, good, good lad to have around your team. Um, Hildy's gone on to bigger and better things, hasn't he? The superstar, yeah, he's... he's I mean, he's probably the only one still going, I guess, from, uh, from, from your time with us. Had, I mean, I don't know what he is now. I imagine he's not got any more anxious. I mean, he certainly okay. was one of the calmest kids I ever, I ever played with. I mean, I, I can actually remember, I don't know if it was his first game, but it was very, very early um, against Durham. Yeah, and, was it? Yeah, and yeah. Showab. Yeah. Um, and I was batting with him. And I remember... Uh, <laughs> Shoeb was running in basically off the Taunton fence and uh, and bowling, you know, quick-ish, but not at his absolute quickest. And in the end, I was on strike and he put everyone on the fence because Hildy came into bat, everyone on the fence. And I was thinking, okay, what do we do here? So, you know, okay, we'll take one and see what happens. First ball he bowled at Hildy was a bouncer, fast, right on the button. And I reckon Hildy just bunted it over bat pad. Um, 
so not out obviously and it landed safely but um Shoab sort of looked down the wicket and smiled and said something and all he got from Hildy was what <laughs> um next ball I reckon next ball or very soon afterwards he got a pull away in front of square off Shoab um which I don't know you know that's playing in the team with him I'd never really seen much of Hildy other than you know pick this kid and let's give him a go um, and it just looks like, you know, from that moment on, he's, he's had an amazing career. It's been great to follow. You know, there's obviously been some tragedy and trauma with some of the, you know, you talk about how many times they've finished second over the past little while. Um, I mean, some of the torment where they've been winning and I can't remember the exact occasions, but where they've been winning, you know, for 24 hours and come back the next day and they lose. And there was another one, wasn't there, where Knotts overtook them an hour later or something. And like, there's just a, yeah, there's, there's, you could write a book about it. So many, so many close, close calls coming to the end of the season. But um, you know, fingers crossed they'll get they'll get there soon. Well, they certainly seem to have a good squad together. But yeah, I mean, I, I spoke, yeah, certainly fondly past of two thousand and one. But um, coming second in the championship that year was was it that year we came second two thousand and one. Yeah. 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 That was because I remember Yorkshire won it easily, and I reckon they cleared out pretty early. Um, so they'll probably winners from I don't know. I could be wrong, but I reckon they were winners with about a month to play. Um, so we're effectively the best of the rest, which you know no one likes to come second. But it, it was a. I always said in those days, you know, obviously they've made Taunton spin a bit um, after our time. I used to always say to win at Taunton in those days just used to take so much more effort than winning in other grounds. Like we used to, we used to bowl probably another 50 overs um, than other teams uh, to try and get a win at Taunton just because it was such a good cricket wicket. Um, and I reckon ultimately that, used to, that, that cost us. I reckon ultimately the amount of effort you had to put in to try to get a win or even a draw at Taunton, most games went four days, mm. um, was a really tough way to win the championship. So, you know, to make it spin and to get some quality spin um, with Bess and Leachy and you know, coming in, I reckon that's been a great formula. So um, uh, hopefully it pays. Yeah, no, I think you, you're absolutely right. And they, they've, in a way, found a, found a way to win games at Taunton by, uh, by batting first, getting, getting big scores and, and letting the spinners do the work. Yeah, and just learn how to play spin, I suppose, better than... Um, yeah, you know, some, teams here have done it. some teams here have sort of had, you know, in Australia, we used to go to the... We used to go to the Gabby year after year and the, the formula up there was to, you know, juice it up and to, to play on really tough, green, bouncy wickets that got sort of quicker as the game went on. And they had a terrifically talented, well, team, but their batting lineup as well used to just go out and play quite aggressively and get whatever they could, knowing their bowlers could defend it. So it was sort of a, a similar recipe, I suppose, that um, teams tried to figure out forever how to get, you know, get wins at the Gabba. Um, but it led to a real era of success for, um, for Queensland in our competition too. So, yeah, smart. Get used to conditions and just playing better than anyone else. I, mean, I guess we were, we were lucky. We had a lot of caddy over, over that sort of time. And, you know, be wrong not to mention what, what a special bowler he was for years and years and years for us. Oh, mate. Uh, in simple terms, pass. Um, when caddy played, we won. Uh, in those days and I I just never forget I mean I just think he was just such a misunderstood character Cads and I, I early doors could not understand why he wasn't playing more for England I I might be, 
when I first arrived at Taunton, mate, my uh, I inherited. Remember that little room that used to be there? It was like the captain and coach's room or whatever. It was a little part of which I found really bizarre coming from our system. But I remember I walked in there day one or day two of training and there was this big metal locker in there. And I must have, you know, typical Australian, probably whinged about lack of space or something and went out for a bat, came back and here's my prime fast bowler, both arms around this big bloody metal cabinet, sort of moving it, you know, moving it out of the room. It was like, hey, hey, you know, come on, I need you. I need you for other stuff. There's got to be someone else around here who can get rid of that. But no, I, look, mate, he, he was a serious fast bowler. I've, ne- I've, I've never cr- come across too many blokes who could be none for 50 off eight overs and be five for 60 off 12. Um, he, when he hit a gear, he, he was just very, very hard to play. And, um, yeah, simply, mate, how he, how he didn't play more for England during that period, I I don't know. Uh, fortunately, he did have that little patch in his career where he did play, you know, him and Goffey sort of led the attack for a period of time, which thankfully he had his international moment. Um, uh, I reckon a, a great fast bowler and I reckon an underrated teammate. He was... He 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 rated his he rated his own ability. He knew that if he was bowling, he was a better chance to be sitting down as soon as possible, and that was yeah. pure motivation. Uh, and I reckon the amount of humour he gave us along the way past underrated as well. Like he, um, the perfect opportunity to take the tout him in for whatever he was doing, uh, and he used to take that himself without even knowing. Um, <laughs> it was great value to have in our room and in our team. Yeah, very special bloke. And he would have probably built you another rack of shelves as well if he, if he wanted him in that little room. <laughs> Just probably had a rack in the back of his car or something. He could have uh, he could have erected in no time. Yeah, no. Mate, he's still the go-to man if you need anything done in your house, as you, I can assure you. So we're running out of time, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant to, to catch up. Hopefully uh, the, the Create Club could use a bit of this and, and uh, it'd be great for the members to, to see how things are, mate, and see, see you looking so well. And uh, we wish you all the best for... For the remainder of lockdown, um, your new career in the in the uh, different sports of uh, what do you, what do you used to call it egg shaped egg shaped balls or something? <laughs> we call it footy over here, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, great to see you too, mate. And yeah, I, look, great to chat. Great to relive some past memories. But look, I just hope everyone's safe and well. These are extraordinary times, um, and hopefully, we get cricket back as soon as possible. I'm sure there's a lot of people missing it. 